Hi there, this is Taylor checking in with some conservation news from the past couple weeks for Pelicanus and intentional ecology. Working in the environmental field is an experience of some very high highs and some low lows. As always, there are horrendous environmental stories that deserve our attention, action, and mobilization, but it is our opinion that you can find those headlines in many places. But there are also empowering and inspiring stories that demonstrate major conservation successes from around the globe, achieved by real people who have grouped together to create a better planet. We've been collecting these stories and messages every week for years, and I'm still surprised at how resilient and creative both nature and humans are when facing big challenges. Hi everyone, we've got a handful of headlines for today's Pelicanus News. I've categorized them into leadership, wildlife, and technology. These stories are truly incredible and also reminders to me that conservation can actually work. All right, in leadership, Deb Holland is confirmed to lead Interior in historic vote. According to CNN.com, the Senate voted to confirm Deb Holland as President Joe Biden's Interior Secretary a historic move that will make her the first Native American cabinet secretary. The vote was 51 to 40, with most Republicans voting against her after several called her views on public land use and fossil fuels extreme. <laughs> it wasn't the first time Holland has made history. In 2018, she was elected as one of the first, uh, one of the two first female Native Americans in Congress. Her nomination to lead the Interior Department was a victory for an alliance of progressives and indigenous leaders who campaigned to elevate one of their own to a powerful federal seat that oversees natural resources, public lands, and Indian affairs. Holland will be part of Biden's plan to tackle the climate crisis and reduce carbon emissions. During her confirmation hearings, Holland highlighted her history-making nomination, saying, The historic nature of my confirmation is not lost on me. But I will say it is not about me. Rather, I hope this nomination would be an inspiration for Americans moving forward together as one nation and creating opportunities for all of us. And I agree, it is very inspiring. Okay, next one coming from the Washington Post. White House appoints Jane Lubchenco to key climate change role. Dr. Jane Lubchenco, a distinguished professor and former Obama administration official, has been appointed as the Deputy Director of Climate and Environment within the White House Office of Science and Technology Policy. Lubchenco told OBP that in her new role, she will help bring good science to the policies that are being implemented, in addition to thinking about policies in a pract practical and sensible fashion. This is the first time a presidential administration has elevated the Office of Science and Technology Policy to the cabinet level. Lubchenko, who has been a professor at Oregon State University, has long warned that rising carbon dioxide levels in the atmosphere contribute to climate change and ocean acidification, which she has called an equally evil twin. She has testified in congressional hearings that acidification is altering the chemistry of the ocean, posing a threat to everything from corals, shellfish, and some plankton. In the newly created role, Lubchenko will be direct, uh, Deputy Director for Climate in the White House Office of Science and Technology Policy, connecting climate and environmental challenges with health, economic recovery, equity, and sustainability. 
in the second category of wildlife. This one's fun. This one's coming from my fucking love science. Uh, Reddit's GameStop investors have donated over 350000 to gorilla conservation. Uh, investors who beat Wall Street at its own game earlier this year are now investing their earnings in wildlife conservation. The amateurs turned wealthy investors shown an embarrassing light on the shorting behavior of hedge funds before taking their money and delivering it to the doors of those working to protect endangered animals. After triggering a 1,700% surge on stocks in GameStop, millions of small-time investors in the company saw some big-time returns as they turned the tables on two hedge funds that had bet GameStop's stock would fall. In the wake of the phenomenon, however, the million-strong army of amateur investors decided to take a second step that was wholly un-Wall Street-like, using their earnings as an opportunity to invest in conservation. The organizations that have benefited from the unexpected but entirely welcome turn of events need donations to protect endangered animals, including gorillas, pangolins, elephants, and turtles, among others. The mission appears to have been sparked by Reddit user Pakistani in Murica, <laughs> who posted a picture of their adoption certificate after donating money to the Diane Fossey Gorilla Fund. The organization runs an adoption program that allows benefactors to support the life of named gorillas under their care in return for updates on the animal's welfare as well as highlights from their research. The sponsor's post received a flurry of kudos that inspired others to follow suit. Second headline here. Oh, I love this one. This is from usnews.com. Endangered whales are having a baby boom off East Coast. An endangered species of whale that lives off the East Coast is having its best season for new babies in several years. The North Atlantic right whale numbers only about 360, and it has been hindered in recent years by high mortality and low reproduction. But this year, 18 newborn whales have been spotted, and that's the best since 2013, Maine Public News reports. The calving season for the whales began in November and could continue through the month. The whales are vulnerable to ship strikes and entanglement in fishing gear. They've been the focus of conservationists for years. Federal ocean regulators are expected to issue new rules designed to protect the whales in the coming months. The rules will change the way fishermen harvest lobsters off the East Coast as well. Last category, last headline. Um, this is technology. This is coming from fizz.org. A genetic scalpel has been invented for microalgae to, to efficiently turn CO2 into biofuel. This is huge. A single-celled alga undergoes genome surgery to remove non-essential parts. This can lead to a most efficient cellular factory for producing sustainable biofuels from sunlight and carbon dioxide. Researchers from the Qingdao Institute of Bioenergy and Bioprocess Technology of the Chinese Academy of Sciences have stripped a 100 kilobase genome from a type of oil-producing microalgae, knocking out genes non-essential for it to function. By doing so, they have created a genome scalpel that can, that can trim microalgal genomes rapidly and creatively. The minimal genome microalga produced is potentially useful as a model organism for further study of the molecular and biological function of every gene, or as a chassis strain for synthetic biologists to augment for customized production of biomolecules such as biofuels or bioplastics. That could be a huge game changer. I hope these stories bring some optimism and lightness to your month, and uh, I look forward to sharing more in the future.